It was 2 a.m. when the doorbell rang. I felt the kitty scramble off the bed. It had been sleeping next to me. I sat up and grabbed my magnum as I went to the apartment door, opened it, and pressed the buzzer. I went out on the landing, closing the door so the kitten wouldn't get out. When I heard the building door close, I peeked down the stairs. She came straight up the stairs without looking up. When she reached the top of the stairs, her eyes locked into mine as she moved towards me, slowly, cautiously. She wore a dark blue dress fitted without a belt. Her strawberry blonde hair wasn't as wavy as her mother's. It was cutting a page boy with bangs now, making her look younger than in her picture. Her full lips were painted a deep crimson. Her Prussian blue eyes, matching her dress perfectly, lingered on mine as she stepped up to me and stared. It took a good, heart-racing thirty seconds to realize what was going on with her eyes. The way she blinked them slowly, every once in a while, slowly and precisely, like a falcon, and it hit me, rapacious, like a raptor, a bird of prey. She used the same line her mother had used. You're the detective? You got it, I said, stepping back to my open door. Come in. Hesitating a moment, Madeline Croy said, Someone's trying to kill me. Then she eased into the apartment, leaving a faint trail of our page. Thirty-six hours since the start of the case, and my wondering daughter had come to roost. At my house. Madeline Croy turned back to me, her eyes softening, glistening a little, a quiver to her lips. As she said again, Someone's trying to kill me. Maybe it was the warm light in the living room, maybe it was because I was sleepy, but I couldn't stop looking at her face. I thought her mother was beautiful, hell, I'd known many women I've described as gorgeous. But this woman was in a different league, a different time zone, a different dimension. Madeline Croy was simply the most stunning creature I'd ever seen. I closed the door and managed to say, uh, who's trying to kill you? If I knew who, I wouldn't be here. Heart racing, mouth suddenly dry, I felt like a teenager oogling the prom queen, knowing I would be the last one she'd ever dance with. I need your help, she said. Okay, I stood there in a white undershirt, <laughs> thankfully cleaned, striped pajama pants and barefoot. I hesitated running my fingers through my hair. Uh, why is someone trying to kill you? The eyes changed again, sharpening as she narrowed them. Why do you think? She turned and moved to the sofa. In heels, she was around five-eight, slender, almost willowy, but too full in the bust for that label, her hips too round, nice and shapely. She dropped her purse on the sofa and plopped down. She kicked off her high heels and lifted her feet up on the sofa. Too bad she wore a dress below the knees. She brushed it down, and I noticed the new-fashioned dress had a cuff. At least this one did. And it was snug-fitting with a high collar. You can put the gun away. She focused her eyes on me. Do you have something to drink?